You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode we'll be talking about Amy Lou Harris pieces of the sky. In the on the line I have Rob. Hello. Ben. Hello. And John. Hello. Pieces of the Sky is a second studio album by the American country music artist Amy Lou Harris, released on February 1975 through Reprise Records. The producer was Brian Attern, and the genre is country. I'm gonna read from the book John Tobler. Still recoiling from the death of her friend, duet partner, and mentor, Graham Parsons, Emilou came under the sensitive control of Brian Adern, who had enjoyed success with another female vocalist, Anne Murray. Harris has effectively carried the torch for Parsons ever since. To record this, her first post-Parsons solo album, A Large House, was rented in Beverly Hills, and Adern's mobile studio was set up in the yard. Adern did not want to make a straight country album and assembled a session band, including members of the birds and other stars. Several familiar songs were selected as well as original material, such as Bluebird Wine by then unknown Rodney Crowell and Harris's personal tribute to Parsons, Boulder to Birmingham. Most of the other songs were well-known, mixing Merle Haggard with the Beatles, with the Lubin brothers, but to say the least, it sounded fabulous. It says much for Emmylou that musicians like Burton and Harding as well as Cromwell, became members of the appropriately named Hot Band, which toured with her for several years. Other notables lending a hand here included Amos Garrett on guitar and fiddlers Richard Green and Byron Berline. The fifth and tenth tracks were live recordings featuring the bar band she had fronted before catching the ears and eyes of Parsons. What do we think of Emmy Lou Harris' Pieces of the Sky? This is a really nice record. Yeah, and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be the turd in the punch bowl. Um, good. I, I I didn't think in any way that it was a negative. Like it was a very nice album. She has a beautiful voice. Um, I just wasn't grabbed by all the tracks. Um, the the I think Birch was saying in the intro that the fifth and the tenth songs were live or or and those were great. I mean those those are excellent. Um, and there are definitely some good songs on here, but. And maybe it's just the covers I'm just not feeling. And, and there's a lot of covers on here. Yeah. What do you have? What's the problem with the covers? Is is it well, her stylings? Is it is it taking you out? Do you, Are you thinking of the original too much? That's or? a big problem with covers that I think yeah. if you know the cover, if you know the original well, and it's a and it's an original that you really like and the cover is not different enough to make you appreciate a change, mm-hmm. then it it isn't going to say to you, Oh, I see what they were doing here. It's just them doing the same song. Like uh code of many colors. The, the, the Emmylou Harris cover is nice. I mean, her voice is beautiful. It's very nice, but 
I prefer Dolly Parton's and I don't see there being that much of a change in the style other than that over the entirety of this album, uh, with the exception of like Queen of the Silver Dollar and Bluebird Wine, uh, Emmylou has kind of put a nice kind of slower, more rich uh, style to the song. Um, but it's not enough that it makes me say, okay, I love everything on this album. Mm-hmm. How about you, uh, her treatment of For No One? What do you think of that one? For No One is is with a big fucking star next to it for me. I loved it because it was different enough. It was a huge change from the original and it was really, really good for me. Like, you know, uh, I'm not a particular Beatles fan, um, but I thought her treatment of it was really, really good. Yeah. How so did some, you th- some things she did that really did make changes, but I don't know if it's enough for me to say that I liked the album. Yeah. How did you feel about that Graham Parsons album or Flying Burrito Brothers and some of that other? That uh, did country. it for me, but I think that was part of it is okay. when Emmylou Harris is with a counterpoint um, where she's interacting with another voice in a strong way or on an album where there's some some changes in the themes, um, it works better for me. It just seemed kind of overall that it was a an album that was nice and beautiful, but not necessarily all that interesting other than on a few tracks like Boulder to Birmingham, um, For No One, Queen of the Silver Dollar. I mean, that's really the big ones for me. Sleep This Night's was was pretty good too. Hmm. But Bottle I, Let Me Down? I didn't like her treatment of it. It was okay. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought Right now was, we're listening. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I found it pretty pretty interesting i don't know if i was so into it on the first listen but i kind of have come around and it takes a minute for me especially with country songs that like you were saying john that you're more familiar with you know the other uh singer who's who usually does the song or you know country and blues are a very cover heavy you know genre so i don't I don't necessarily blame her for doing these covers. Um, I know that her producer really pushed certain covers uh, to her, but at the same time, it, I I just think she has a real quality in her voice, and uh, it seems to carry me through uh, because I can just kind of there's some there's a sort of purity there, and the session players are are tight, they're right on, and it feels just like kind of a good country album that you can just unwind to. It, it yeah. is a best of country styles album for sure. You've got uh, country politan, Bakersfield, you know, uh, old style Leuven Brothers, you know, Everly Brothers. You got a bunch on here. Right now we're listening to that Leuven Brothers song, uh, If I Could Only Win Your Love. And this song, you know, when the Leuven Brothers do it, it's a duet. And on this album, it's a duet. There's like a prominent second vocal part. I couldn't find anywhere who who's singing. It's, it's more than backup vocals. Like, there's a full second lead in the song. And yeah, I, I don't know who it is. Yeah, I was wondering if it was her. There's a guy's just, voice. Just oh, guy voice. Sorry, oh. sorry. That was a different song. Oh, it might have been James Taylor or, you know. James Taylor's always popping up. I know <laughs> hey, he's, there's pop- some, he's popping some, up another time this week. There's some Graham Nash in here. There's some. Also, always, but they, I, they travel together, I yeah. think. I think there's David, <laughs> David Crosby, Graham Nash, and James Taylor. Uh, they all just pop in their Nissan Maxima and they <laughs> troll up and down the Hollywood Boulevard, just going into the recording studios and singing back up on a track. I think that that's how they spend their weekdays. If I could only win your love, I'd make the most of everything. I 
prove me wrong. <laughs> is it is it Faisu Starling? Ooh. I couldn't find it. It could it could be. Yeah, but it it sounds good. It makes it does. I, I like uh, that. Her well, duets just sound pretty incredible. I know she's a highly sought after collaborator. Um, I think I had read that she she won what is it twelve Grammy awards over fifty years because she was such a high. She would collaborate with everyone. And I, I, I definitely know her collaborations more than I know her solo work. Like with yeah. Graham Parsons with a trio, uh, the, uh, the the stuff she does with Dolly Parton and yeah. Linda Ronstadt. Roy Orbison, uh, Neil Young. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so the covers on this album don't bother me at all. I think I, I, I enjoy them. I like Emmylou Harris. I like her treatment of a song. But my favorite song on here is Boulder to Birmingham, which uh, is partly penned by her. And I was like, oh man, if like I didn't realize she had the songwriting chops, I would be interested. And maybe she does further in her career, but I'd be interested in hearing more of her original work. You know, Ben, did you read any of Christ Gav's review for this record? I did not. I'm about to blow your mind since we're listening to Boulder to Birmingham. Birmingham. Um, he said, "I quote: I swear, I swear, the chorus of the best song here sounds like it begins. I will rub my asshole in the bosom of Abraham. <laughs> it <laughs> does. Listen, listen to it. It's." <laughs> so wait, Christgau says that? Because I was listening to the album again. I was listening to the album again today while I was making dinner. I was like, does that sound like I'll I'll rock my asshole? I will rub my asshole in the bosom of Abraham. The bosom of Abraham. And uh, lucky kills, Abraham, I guess. Kills me. Well, because she's carrying the mass soul, but it sounds like my asshole. Wow. Uh, by the way, yeah, Boulder to Birmingham, yeah, that's 1,311 miles. I'm, I'm glad somebody calculated the distance. <laughs> <laughs> long, it's a long stroll. And it goes lengthwise through Kansas, which is never a good time on foot. No. Not as far as the proclaimers would go. No, no. <laughs> it's like almost three times as far as they would go. Wow. Wait, I thought they'd go 10,000. No, 500 miles. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah, that's way further. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh Lou Harris uh, values her friendship with Graham Parsons more than the proclaimers have ever loved a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like going to see someone you love versus bringing back somebody from the dead. <laughs> like that's, Also true. Also that should true. be that should be a three times the distance. Yeah. Everyone yeah. listen closely again. Just just for us. <laughs> it's, it's coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't unhear it. You can't unhear it. Uh, yeah, but Christ, I mean, uh, Aside, aside from that, um, man, I I literally like I, I've I've enjoyed this of the four records we've done, we've listened to this week like more than more than a lot of them. Um, wow. Yeah, like she her I don't know her her voice is just so good, and the session players are so good that like even like doing the like standard covers like I think this is the only song that like she actually like did any sort of pinning with so what she's got a writing credit on because mm-hmm. i mean i think the the one you were talking about uh john the uh the last the silver one, dollar yeah that, that's, that's shell silverstein, silverstein. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and or performed by dr hook oh yeah oh yeah uh, but i, I dr <clears throat> hook primarily do silverstein yes that's correct <laughs> you're not you're, you're absolutely not wrong that is a true statement <laughs> like her first outing uh outside of the grand parsons stuff um and it's just kind of like a, a showcase of her talent. I think it it excels. And like, there's not a, I mean, there, there's not a song on it that I actively dislike. There, none of, I can't say that for the rest of the records, but this one, um, 
like I didn't skip any tracks and this is like my fifth time going through it. So, yeah, I think that's, you hit something there. It definitely was a showcase to say I was great with Graham Parsons. I can be great on my own. And I think that her producer, uh, sort of took her in that direction to say, let's do a showcase of old newer songs and originals covers and everything in between and we're going to sort of showcase you uh, as a solo performer. She had one solo, um, like a folk album before this. She was a big fan like of six jo- years before this. Yeah. It was like in 69. So she, uh, she said that this one seems to, this is really her debut because that one was a folk centered album. She wanted to be Joan Baez. And after she met Graham Parsons, I think it took her on a different path. It took her down a different road to that cosmic country uh, or cosmic American music that he was talking about. And I, I kind I hear that I hear it a bit, although I feel like she is not quite out as far as Graham is. She lies somewhere in between closer to Dolly Parton or closer to. Yeah. Some of these so others. many circumstantial encounters with Graham Parsons in, in like, country rock history yeah people like oh i was doing one thing and then i hung out with graham parsons and and now and now i'm the rolling stones and we're playing wild horses <laughs> and I go, or and now i'm kicking everyone out of the birds <laughs> <laughs> i have taken your birds <laughs> Graham Parsons uh, died at this point. I thought he died in 71. No, GP was... Posthumous. Yeah. What, what year was Grievous Angel? We, we covered it recently, it seems. Did we? He, he died in 73. 73? Yeah, yeah, September of 73. Yeah, two yeah. years. And then GP was released in January of 74. Posthumous. Posthumous. This is a pretty incredible... Uh, I don't know, comeback record or after such a tra- tragedy, um, coming back with this this strong of a record is pretty, pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially with the beef that Graham's then wife kind of gave her over that album, like to move around that and, and release this. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, wasn't is that the same song Sleepless Nights that's on this record? Wasn't so. it like they were like, wasn't yeah. Sleepless Nights the it, original it title of Grievous yeah. Angel? Yeah. Yes. Well, there you go. And there it is. Carrie told me something this week. She said that Emmy Lou Harris lives right here in town. What? No shit. Yeah, in Louisville, one, Kentucky. Yeah, one of them courtyards in Old Lou. No way. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, I, I I have not fact checked this, but that's what she said. But is she has, she's not from Kentucky, right? I mean, she's got no. Not that you can't move here later. It's a beautiful place. She is from. Oh, she's an army brat. 
Oh yeah. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, she All moved over. around from the world. Yeah, she she moved from place to place. She was in DC for a while. That she moved to New York, and that's she wanted to be at Greenwood, uh, Greenwich Village, and. Uh, okay, one of those folkies up there. Yeah, she was a folkie, yeah. but she was born in, born in uh, Birmingham. Okay. She has songs about Birmingham. Yeah, songs about Boulder to Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> did you put that awesome. together? <laughs> I did. I just figured it out. <laughs> awesome. Huh. From Boulder to Birmingham. Yeah. Honestly, I was I, I, when I was listening to the song. I was like, "Is there like a Boulder in Alabama?" Bama that I don't know about because that seems like really far. Surely there's a closer boulder. Or maybe in Birmingham, be Colorado. <laughs> I mean, she said she would walk. Right? Like, that's far. Yeah, here's the real surprise. She was referring to uh, Birmingham, UK. Oh, that's oh, wow. Really? I, was also, yeah. I also Googled the bosom of Abraham and I didn't find anything. So, Oh, it's you know, it's old timey religion stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not Lincoln. <laughs> let, me, let, let me get my Photoshop going one second. <laughs> I'm going to snuggle up to president Lincoln's titties. <laughs> I mean, it could be, you know, we don't know. It could be some of that cosmic stuff sleeking in. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be an old timey religion reference. Yeah. I think so too. It sounds like a religious song. Yeah. Right? It's got that kind of cadence to it. Yeah. The, yeah, the backing the vocals on that on um, uh, Too Far Gone might be Bernie Leiden or Leiden. I don't know how you say his name. Hmm. Part of the Eagles and Flying yeah, Burrito yeah, Brothers, yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean, Kreisgau gave this a C plus and <laughs> I guess he was just being kind of shitty, but I, I mean, that's that was kind of my initial feel of it. And yeah. even though I really like the re-listens, I definitely think that this album grows on you the more you listen to it. It's just not enough to push me into like... A, a real, real positive place where I say, like, I love every track on this album. I just can't. And do it. she's gonna come over to your house and give you what for? Because you know she's nearby now. I'm yeah. gonna go over to her house wearing a mask and gloves and uh, just tell her what I think. You know, anytime <laughs> outside of quarantine yeah. time, that is such a creepy comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some bird shit, dude. <laughs> Go over there in my mask and gloves. <laughs> Let her know I don't like this album that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's, she's a big dog lover. Oh. So well, that's that why might I'm saying you should yeah. take the take the dogs. I will do that. She takes them on <laughs> tour with her. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Now I feel bad. How do you tell somebody that loves dogs this much that you don't like their album that much? <laughs> you don't need to. That's the thing. Okay, I won't. Like, <laughs> no, I need to. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I, there's nothing wrong with this album. I'm not I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just no, saying it's no. Not, yeah. It's not your style. I get that. Yeah, exactly. It is a very country. It's a very country centric uh album i mean graham parsons absolutely flying burrito brothers is a different animal than country music it has country music but it's this is a pretty pretty straightforward uh country it's straight up throwback covers like oh leuven brothers Mm and uh too far gone's a country pop and song you know you got haggard (laughs) so yeah everly brothers you want to uh kick us off rob I mean, yeah, sure. I, I'd, I'd go ahead and give this album a positive. Uh, it's a, it's a really nice listen, and it's a good. I mean, it's a good country record. She's got a great voice, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah, cool, positive. 
positive for me too. Uh, this uh, she considers this the, her debut, so I also will. Uh, this thing's a strong debut. Big things coming from Emmy Lou. Keep an eye out on this. Uh, <laughs> You're going to hear more from her. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Positive. Yeah, she's got a beautiful voice. She's got some really interesting originals and covers. Um, Boulder Birmingham for No One, Queen of the Silver Dollar. Uh, I liked them all. Um, some interesting stuff on the start to Bluebird Wine, which I feel like could have influenced a lot of other country songs, you know, had they carried that sort of rhythm through the entirety of the song, but just not enough to push me into a positive. So neutral plus. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say positive because it's it's a good album. It's it's great, especially if you like country music. Um, like I said, it's it, it did take a minute to kind of get past the covers or kind of push, you know, Dolly from or the Beatles, I guess, out of the picture and just listen to her. But she does a really good job. I I'm highly impressed with her sort of vocality, how she presents her her vocals. And um, yeah, the backing band's right there. And it's good. It's good stuff. All right. That'll do it. What we got next week? Sure. All right, next time we'll be talking about Dion, Born to Be With You. All right, thanks, y'all.